This morning I'd like to take some time just with one question here that someone wrote. And the question is, I'm feeling overwhelmed by self-judgment and judging others. I'm trying to be mindful of this, but it feels like it is not working. Please help. The reason I want to take some time with this question is maybe not just one person, but maybe many of you have had this experience. Have you had the experience that mindfulness is not working? (laughs) Okay, good. It's like that. It's like, okay, like I can, people can relate to my experience as well. And uh, I want to normalize that. Like mindfulness doesn't always work. And it, it, it expands to a, a broader sense of what this path and practice is about. It's not just about mindfulness. It's broader than that. And maybe some of you can relate to this question too, of like things aren't working and I feel overwhelmed. And it reminds me of a question I use on retreat sometimes, which is, coming back to the question, how can I be with this? And it's going to come back to some of the things that Susie was pointing out around skillful effort, how to be responsive to exactly what's going on right now, rather than my idea of how I should be with it. And so when I ask this question, like if I'm being assailed by self-judgment or judging others, it's just like coming again and again and again. And so I really am talking about these repetitive uh, experiences of a particular flavor of, of suffering or stress. And sometimes the answer to the question of how can I be with this is mindfulness. When mindfulness is strong, there it is. It simply recognizes, oh, here it is, judging, feeling it in the body, noticing how it increases, decreases, and then passes away. And in those situations, mindfulness, we could say, is steady, it's strong. And the, the, the arising of that mind state has a particular intensity that mindfulness can meet it and is not overwhelmed. But as I said, that doesn't always work. Maybe you've noticed that. And so then the question of how can I be with this changes. This is when sometimes I'm bringing in some noting, labeling. It can just be like, oh, judging. There it is, self-judgment. And then I'll use sometimes some key words to help bring in some other qualities. I will say to myself, oh, interesting, even when I don't find it interesting. (laughs) Right? Interesting. Wow, here it is again. It helps, I know. (laughs) Or, uh, oh, interesting. Judgment feels like this. Ah, this is interesting. So you notice, for for me, I'm bringing in a quality of, of interest, of curiosity. And this, again, fits back with the seven factors of awakening. I'm, I'm, I'm helping it uh, filter back into mindfulness, and then it's going to fuel those other qualities that I was speaking about. And then again, I'm, I'm 
curious about disidentifying with it. You know, oh, it's just an arising, and I might say that to myself. So I'm adding a bit more in. I'm not just being simply present. I need something more. And then, how can I be with this? Sometimes mindfulness just isn't that strong. No matter what I do to try to reestablish mindfulness, it's like it's just getting bowled over. So I want to first normalize that, like you don't get a choice in terms of of how strong mindfulness is going to be. Yeah, you can influence it, that's what we're learning, but you don't have complete control over it. And you don't have complete control of the intensity of what's arising. And for me, and I want to be clear, this is just kind of my list, and yours is going to, might be different, but I just want to share with you so you get a feeling sense for yourself of what, what this might be for you. And often what I, where I go when mindfulness just ain't working is self-compassion. I find it so powerful. And, and for me now, it boils down to one word. And I invite you to find a, a one word, because if I, if I can find one word, it's a direct link in some way. And my one word is, ouch. Because I, you know, it's, my mind is weird. It's, it's, it's even, <laughs> I feel funny even saying this. It's amazing how easily it is uh, for me to forget I'm having a hard time. It's, it's still mind-boggling to me. And that recognition of like, oh, wow, I'm actually having a hard time now. And sometimes I'm having a hard time and I don't see it because there can be a minimizing. There's almost like that, which is another layer of self-judgment of like, oh, come on, Brian, it's just self-judgment. Come on, like, it ain't that bad. But that undermines the power of self-compassion. So ouch, and then what's involved in that ouch, the feeling of ouch is really, it gives me a, a felt sense of like, I care really care about myself. I care about what I'm going through. And often when that lands, my heart softens, like it opens, and there I am again. It's like mindfulness is there. It's a, it's a different gateway in this way. And, and some other flavors for self-compassion for me is having, having compassion for that arising. And the two phrases that really work for me of uh, no wonder or of course. And so it's, it's, actually, it's actually bringing a sense of almost personifying a little bit that arising of self-judgment or judging others. So judging myself, oh, no wonder you hate me so much right now or no wonder you're so angry with me. Of course you are. Like you're, you're wanting to make sure I don't get hurt or that I get it right or that I succeed. Like, I get it. So then the self-compassion is directed that other, other way, and I find it helpful because a lot of times there's so much bracing. Even when I'm seeing the second arrow of bracing to the self-judgment, it still hooks me. And then again, there's a softening. It's like, oh yeah, there's space for that then. And then even more so, sometimes nothing's working. I need to have that cup of tea. I need to go for the walk. I need to leave, you know, I need to have signing up with Matthew, which I want to point out, sometimes the act of that soothes my heart. 
I'm trying to overwhelm you, Matthew, with a lot of <laughs> prior discussions. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> right, but there is, you know, we have a structure so you can reach out because that's, that too is part of the practice if needed. And the real art for me is I'm, I'm, uh, the, I have the willingness to have a huge kind of toolkit around how can I be with this? Knowing that I'm not in complete control. And then, lastly, this is uh, this can be a challenge, but I found it so helpful is a malleability of how I'm framing or holding my repetitive difficulties or repetitive mind states that are arising. The classic kind of frameworks we've been giving for you is, you know, these are unwholesome states of mind that are arising in the heart. And the other frame is that this path is about seeing stress or suffering, seeing dukkha, and then coming to the end of it. I love these frameworks, so I want to be clear about this. And there are times where I don't use them. I use a different framework. So for example, around self-judgment or judging others, a framework that's been powerful for me, and I know this might sound crazy, is that they are blessings that have been given to me. I've been blessed with self-judgment. It's, it's a gift from the gods or from that which is divine. I'm so glad for it. And I can even give more extreme examples of difficult things I've been through, horrific things. And when it becomes gift, it's really different. It has, I start to see there is something so powerful about it. Like for example, for me with self-judgment, it really has been the gateway, the, the main doorway for me into learning how to love myself or to have a sense of softening around myself, a sense of like, oh, being okay with my imperfections, if that's the way my mind's framing it. But I needed that different frame, which is different because it's, then it's not like, I'm not trying to become free of it. I'm trying to honor it. Even so much, you know, the, the, the framework that, this comes from uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, he had this, uh, this concept of amor fati, right? the, to be in love with one's fate. And his idea was, I'm going to simplify it kind of for the intensive purposes here. It's like around self-judgment. It's like, oh, my fate is to have a mind of self-judgment. And I love it so much that I'm willing to experience it for eternity. That's bold. That's brazen. And yet I can get a sense of it. Because when I start to see that my self-judgment, it becomes the mindfulness bell to remember to love myself. Or judging others, it reminds me. It opens up a dimensionality in my heart to soften around how I can brace around others as a way of self-protection. So again, it's so much around me. Oh, it's a reminder to love others. 
through compassion and kindness. Oh, may I have those bells for the rest of my life. Do you hear how this might be a different framework than what we're giving, but how it can free the heart? Do you hear the power of that? And I'm not saying that that should be your framework or your narrative, but to have a playfulness around it. You don't need to be beholden to just a kind of classical Buddhist framework if it frees the heart. So I think this can be have a potency to it. And this is what we're learning here, that perception, the narratives, the frameworks that are there, they're impermanent, they're malleable. And when I see them, I can play with them and utilize them to free the heart. So this is also what we're learning to to cultivate, this malleability of the mind and heart. So these things might help with when we're feeling overwhelmed, when it feels like mindfulness just ain't working. Okay, so some announcements. So this afternoon is today's a Brahma Vihara day. So at 3.30, please come for the next installment of the Brahma Viharas. And this morning, Matthew will be sitting in on a Tuari's uh, practice discussions. So again, if you feel comfortable, it's a big act of generosity to Matthew to get to be able to be in this kind of learning process around this. Uh, so really, that's so sweet of you if, if you feel generous enough to allow them um, to be there. And at the same time, it is completely okay if you feel uncomfortable, it doesn't feel right today, to be like, I think I'm just, just would like to meet with uh, Tuari uh, alone it's fine to share that as well. So to open both doors around that. Are there any other announcements I'm forgetting? Okay, thank you everyone. <laughs>